0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Uh, how's everyone doing this morning? Good, good. Okay. All right. All three of you doing, doing well. Hopefully you're awake. And uh you're so finding a spot to, to, to sit and getting settled in, whether uh, you're here or whether you are uh, viewing virtually this morning, we're excited um, on this Wednesday that we can join together here in chapel. And um, this will actually be the last time we'll be meeting in this room uh, on Wednesdays for, uh, for a while. We're gonna be going to just Mondays and Fridays in Night Hall uh, from here on out. Um, we'll have a couple exceptions a little bit later in the semester, but we'll make sure that you're notified in advance um, uh, about those dates. And uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays are gonna to continue to be our alternative chapels. So we really wanna maximize the opportunities for us to be able to gather in smaller spaces that are more conducive to go more in depth with conversations with one another. Um, but our typical pattern um, on Mondays are going to be what we're doing today, which would be kind of an unplugged acoustic worship set um, with, a, with a testimony or devotional uh, led by uh, one, of, one of your peers, uh, primarily. I'll be up from time to time, but it'll be primarily uh, it'll be a student-led chapel. And so uh, this morning, though, I, I want to uh, just invite us uh, to prepare our hearts uh, for worship. And I know it's easy sometimes to come in and settle into what's familiar, to simply maybe go through motions. Um, but I want to just give you a moment right now. and just simply to say, "Lord, here I am." Just simply say, "Jesus, here I am." And so just do that right now in prayer. If you just need to take a deep breath, say, "Jesus." Here I am. And I want to invite you to even imagine Jesus saying back to you, your name, saying, here I am. Let's be together. Let's be with one another in these next moments and that we would be refreshed in his presence. And so, Jesus, we want to say to you this morning, here we are. And I thank you and I praise you that we can come to you just as we are, with whatever we're caring, with whatever we're struggling with, with whatever we're fearful over, with whatever we're anxious about, with whatever we're celebrating. No matter what we are thinking or going through or experiencing, I thank you that you meet us right where we are at. And Father, today uh, is a day in, in our nation that... Um, is a day representing a a major transition uh, of what we call a a peaceful transfer of power in um, our nation's presidency. And yet, Lord, I recognize that today in particular would be a day, Lord, for many where there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of worry, there's a lot of doubt, there's a lot of suspicion, there's a lot of frustration, there's a lot of anger and angst, there's a lot of weariness. And Father, while we do pray, um, for our nation's leaders and that there would be a peaceful transfer of power. Father, I pray more, more than that, um, Lord, that, that the church would truly shine forth with your grace and with your truth and that we would be ones that recognize and remember that our ultimate calling and allegiance isn't to our particular denominational tribe, isn't to a political platform, but it's to a kingdom whose king is Jesus, the Jesus, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so this morning, we want to exalt you as king. We want to fix our eyes upon you. We want to magnify your name. We want to behold you so that we would become more like you and that in these moments, Father, I pray through the power of the Holy Spirit that we would encounter the living Christ and that the spirit of the living Christ would dwell afresh in each of us this morning so that we view the world, we view our community and country, we view, our, we view this campus, we view ourselves through your eyes. And so Jesus, here we are. We're excited, we're expectant, and we're grateful that we get to worship you together and encounter your presence together in community. We pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Let's worship.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Kenneth uh, Granados. I'm a senior pastoral ministry major, um, and I'm also one of the spiritual development assistants um, for our spiritual development team. And it is a, a blessing and a privilege for me to be here today and to speak to all of you. Um, and so as I begin today, um, there's obviously a big day set before us. Uh, and if you don't know and I'd be surprised if you didn't know, but today is the day of the inauguration. And I know that there's a lot of fear and anxiety regarding today and regarding the future of our nation, um, and I hope to encourage you in some way. And um, as I was talking about today, and just kind of the state of our nation with some of the spiritual formation team, I felt like in this season the Lord was reminding me to endure through these present trials. He was reminding me to run the course set before me, to not be distracted by the ways of the world, but to be firmly fixed on him through these difficult times. You know, I see so many people on social media, and just in my life in general, running to what makes them happy, things that they put their confidence in, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, money, food, sports, etc. Many people run to these things to give them hope, to give them assurance. It makes them feel like even if it's just for a moment, everything is going to be okay. And that led me to Philippians 3, verses 4 through 8. And I'm going to read that for you guys real quick. But it says, Though I myself have reason for all confidence in the flesh also, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. And I wanna give a little bit of the context regarding Paul's situation here when he was writing this. So Philippians is considered to be a joyful letter overall. Um, Yet, when Paul wrote this, he was in prison. Not only was he in prison, But he recognized in chapters 1 and 2 that he might possibly die for the sake of Christ. And yet Paul was satisfied. Paul was not shaken or moved by the fact that he could have died on any given day. You know, we as 21st century Americans don't think that way. Um, We live our lives expecting to reach 80 or 90 years old, dying in a hospital or in a nursing home. But Paul was living with the expectation that in any given moment, he could die. And he wasn't shaken. Why? Because his confidence, his trust, his faith, his dependence was found in Christ and in Christ alone. Paul's confidence was not found in his social status, nor was it found in his popularity, nor was it found in anything else. But it was in Christ And in Christ alone. And now look at verses 4 through 6 with me. If you have your Bibles out. He had no reason to be in the predicament that he was in. He was a successful Pharisee that was rising among the ranks. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews. As he says, accepted by his people. He was a Roman citizen. And he was blameless under the law. Yet he saw all those things. And they simply could not compare to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus our Lord. It was so incomparable that he counted everything, everything, as loss. Paul was willing to even lose his life for the sake of the gospel. And one of the beautiful things about confidence in Christ is that it leads to joy in Christ. And once you have joy in Christ, once you taste and see that the Lord is good, brothers and sisters, there is no greater thing in this universe. No amount of food or drugs or sex or money or power could ever satisfy you like the love of Jesus Christ. And what Paul is saying in this text is incredibly important. And if you get nothing from today, if If you get nothing from what I say today, at least get this, if you have Christ and you lose everything, you still have everything. If you have Christ and lose everything, you still have everything because you have Christ. Having joy in Christ, finding your confidence in Christ will fulfill you way more than your political party. The Lamb of God will satisfy the longings of your heart more than the donkey or the elephant ever could. You know what? You may be super happy that Biden is getting inaugurated today. You might be really sad. But do you count things as those things as loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ? It is so surpassingly great to know Christ that Paul was even content to be in jail for him. And I know this is really crazy, but are you willing to suffer all things that you may gain Christ? And this is a really big deal. It's a serious question. Are we truly willing to count everything else as loss for the sake of Christ? And listen, when I say these things, I'm preaching to myself as well. I haven't achieved a level of mastery in this by no means, but I have to continually ask myself these questions. If something crazy happens today, will my confidence be found in myself, in my own strength, in my political party, in my accomplishments, or in anything else man-made? Or will my confidence be found in the creator of the universe? who holds everything together in the palm of his hands. I don't know about y'all, but I want Christ. I desire Christ, and my desire is for everybody in this room and anybody watching to find joy in Christ and in Christ alone. And there may be fear about the future of our country, there may be fear about other personal things that, that you might be going through, but where is your confidence found? Where is your joy found? Is your joy and confidence found in what has been created or is your joy and confidence found in the creator? And as we get, to, uh, as we get ready to sing a couple more songs, I wanna let you know that what we're going through is hard. What's happening to our nation is hard. I am by no means trying to downplay our situation. It is is hard and it's unlike what many of us have experienced in our lives before. But if I can encourage you in any way, the church has survived for over 2,000 years through many persecutions, through many famines, through many diseases, and God didn't let go. God sustained his people. God sustained the church, and he's not going to let us go now. He will remain steadfast to the end, and he will preserve his bride. Look at Paul. I mean, he's in prison, probably beaten and tortured, and he tells all of us that our confidence must only be found in Christ, no matter the situation that we are in. Our achievements our good works, our desires, whatever else that you can think of, rubbish, garbage, does not compare to having faith and joy in Christ. So as we go forth today, my prayer and my hope is that our joy would not be found in the Democratic or Republican Party or in anything else for that matter. That we would not fear what might be coming our way, but that we would have confidence in Christ, and that we would be willing to count everything. And when I mean everything, I literally mean everything as rubbish in order that we may gain Christ. Let me pray for us before we go into the next set of songs. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you for waking each and every one of us up this morning. Lord, our lives are not our own. Everything that we experience is borrowed from you. The air that we breathe is yours. The bodies that we live in, it is all yours, God. And Lord, we desperately need you today. We need you, Christ. I pray that my brothers and sisters and myself would not dare to find our joy or our confidence in anything else other than Christ. That our hope would be in Christ. That our hope would be that, Lord, you are coming soon and you will save us from this present darkness. Lord, guide us and lead us, Lord. The God-shaped holes in our heart, Lord, I pray that you would fill those. That each and every one of us, as we leave this room, Lord, that we would desperately seek you, that we would count our phones, our clothes, our shoes, anything, Lord, everything, as rubbish, in order that we may gain you and know the surpassing greatness of having the knowledge of you, Christ. Be with us. And we need you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.